Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Happy Friday, and welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are humble, happy host broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. As always, lots of exciting things that we're going to discuss on this show, and always we're going to strive to make it practical, applicable, and certainly uh, take actionable, if that makes sense. So uh, looking forward to it because there's so much going on. Yes, absolutely. Practical, tactical, my dear. Tactical. And then obviously get them to take action. Yes, well, you had it close. Who cares? Good enough, right? Yeah. So, guys, listen, what we're going to be doing is we're changing the format of the show a little bit. We've, uh, we're bridging the gap, and we're almost at 200,000 regular listeners right now, and we're realizing a lot of you guys are listening not just for the practical and the tactical aspect, but you guys are also primarily, especially this time of year, listening for motivational reasons. And I appreciate that because, look, let's just be honest. November is traditionally, if you look in your MLS, is the slow lowest time of year just is is what it is december things pick up january depending on the time of year really starts to pick up or i'm sorry to places where, wherever you sell real estate in the country january can be a great month so yeah we know that in order for you guys to be successful long time a long term consistently successful you have to figure out a way to be consistently motivated so that's really what we're going to start pivoting the radio show more towards which we really like by the way now, what you're also going to start sensing and seeing and hearing is that we are going to be um, a little bit less vanilla. I have to say, Julie and I have lived by the mantra forever that you want to be a republicrat. And I think for a long time that actually was good advice, a republicrat. You want to be both. You don't want to be either kind of thing. And, you know, to be honest with you, we've been republicrats for the last 20 years, and we're not going to be republicrats anymore. When we see things and um, hear things that we don't agree with, we're going to talk about it, and if you guys want to disagree, disagree. Let's talk about it. Let's have comments on the um, uh, listen pages on timandjulieharris.com. Send us emails, tim at timandjulieharris.com, julie at timandjulieharris.com. And also, starting next week, if I can, I think we're going to start having call-ins too. So here's the bottom line. This show is about you guys. It's about our industry. But what really, really, truly it's about is this amazing opportunity that we have in our country and our lives um, so many of you have been waiting around in one form or another, whether you want to admit it or not, you've been waiting to feel like you're in the right place at the right time. What I want you guys to do is I want you to shift your mindset away from the waiting posturing that you've been doing to the acceptance that you are in the right place at the right time. So what we're going to do is we're going to start out as usual. We're going to read you guys an email. Then we're going to read you some headlines. We're going to comment on the headlines a little bit, some quotes actually, and then we're going to get to our topic. And our topic is the six-point plan with connecting with your database daily, which is something all of you guys should really be drilling down on this time of, uh, uh, time of year. Because, look, if you're not so busy as or busier as you busy as you were, say, six months ago, Great time to pick up the phone. Great time to get your CRM organized. Great time to reach back out to the folks that maybe you haven't reached out to in a long time. Um, again, remember, listeners, whether you're uh, members of our coaching program or not, you can go back and listen to past radio shows. And we have hundreds of them, and they all live on timandjulieharris.com. Uh, just go back and listen to past shows. We've done some shows specifically geared towards how to generate leads over the holidays uh, things like that. So if you're looking for some more motivational, inspirational ideas, there you go. So, Julie, let's just jump forward and read this fun email we got from Dennis. 
Dennis, you knew we were going to read this. Your email was too well written for me to ignore it. So, That's Joey, right. here's, uh, go right ahead, please. All right, you're up, Dennis. This is from Dennis Couturier in Fredericksburg, I believe it is Virginia. So uh, any referrals can go Dennis's way. And I love his honesty. He writes, Tim, the first 20 minutes of yesterday's show, outstanding. I wasn't sure it would be topped until I listened to today's show in replay, meaning yesterday's show at this point. Since I turtled up in 2008 and failed out of the business then, I'm, I wasn't sure how the loan mods of 2009 to 2013 were affecting homeowners. Did they get a lowered payment, adjustable rate, doohickey that's resetting like a 5-1 arm and throwing them into foreclosure? Would you care to elaborate on that or have Rochelle or Julie covered in a weekly call? Of course, we'll do that. I'd love to do the research, but I have a PLP, meaning pre-listing package, to finish and prospecting to do. All right, go Dennis. Uh, he says, somewhat jokingly, you should consider recording a couple of quick MP3s for download, charge a buck or something, and donate the damn money. If your voice could emanate from my phone at 4.30 a.m. telling me it's time to get up and to do what I don't want to do, meaning the gym, at the highest level, that would be great. I, I like that idea, Dennis. That's pretty good. So uh, that's, again, from Dennis Couturier in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So lots of great thoughts there, Tim. Well, so as far as the resets, yeah, that's been a problem for a long time. Look, guys, some of you know this intimately. And let's be honest, some of you guys are experiencing this in your own households. You're in these mortgage resets. You're in a house that doesn't have enough equity. You know, you're you're still not out, you know, you're still not through the last housing downturn. I know some of you are like that because I get your emails and I read you and I, you know, respond and I try to help you. Others of you, you want to put that housing crash in the rearview mirror. You want to forget about it. You would hope it never happens again. And some of you have no clue what it means to sell real estate in a market like that. And then there's the group, I think, the, frankly, the group that has the best mindset that is looking forward to a changing market because you know you either have or will have the skill set to be able to serve people no matter what the situation is in the economy or equity and housing interest rates and the rest of it. So what I'm – you know what? I'm not even – again, I promised we weren't going to pull punches. What we're telling you is going to happen without a shadow of a doubt and differing, differing levels of severity in the country, depending on, frankly, depending on obviously how many, if you look back in the past two or three years, the folks that have been purchasing homes, what have their down payments been? What have you seen in your own marketplace? 5%, 10%, in some cases less than 5%, 20%, right? What have you seen? So ask yourself this question, Dennis and everyone else, if the house values in your marketplace drop by you know, five or ten or twenty percent. In other words, the depreciation in the property drops. It essentially wipes out all their equity that came in from their down payment. History has proven that what people will do, it doesn't take too long, six months or so, is they start looking around and realizing that they could be in another property, pay rent that's going to be less than what their mortgage payment is, or because of all the housing programs that came out, um, which I am neutral about. I mean, I'm not sure if they were good or bad, but here's the long-term ramifications of this uh, this policies and those, uh, those, you know, you don't have to make your payment. People know how to game it. There's so much information online. Uh, right now, and you know, you're going to start seeing this be a t popular topic again. Mark my word. In the spring, you're going to start seeing this again. There's so much information out there about how people can get away with living in their house for months, if not years, without making payments. I believe that. Well, I personally have known people that have been in their houses for five or six years without making a payment. In New York State, Julie, I believe they had the slowest process, and it was something like yep. if you missed a payment, <laughs> you wouldn't have to make a payment for three or four years. Okay, well, it'll screw your credit up for seven years. No, it won't. You guys have seen that. You've seen how fast if someone does a short sale, they can buy a house 
you know, not that long after a short sale. So really all the rules with regards to people's honoring of their mortgage commitment are gone. And I don't think no matter who, how conservative the, pres- the country becomes or, you know, how much more capitalistic the country becomes, I'm not really too sure that those policies or those, the mindset about mortgages and obligation, I don't think those are going to return. So what we're going to see is a return to behavior where people are going to take the financial uh, exit. They're going to figure out how to exploit the system, and they're absolutely positively, we're going to see in differing levels, a repeat of what happened back in 07, 08, 09. Just a fact. If you don't believe me, do your own homework. Get to the MLS. Find out how many BPOs are being ordered. Talk to agents in your office that are doing BPOs. Do some exploration as far as the new notices and defaults. Hell, if you really want to just do a cursory level job of doing your homework, go to Zillow.com. They have on their pull-down menus some little uh, check boxes and check foreclosures. Check. I think they also have something I believe for notices of defaults. Now remember that information, depending on your market, is ancient information. Six months, a year old. The real early warning sign that comes from uh, your notice, or I'm sorry, your BPO order. So Julie, let, let's read some. Uh, let's read some headlines. Now these are headlines, guys, that I clipped from around um, different websites. Julie, you're not always going to know where that uh, quote came from because I didn't have time to, you know, do the That's links okay. and everything. But this is what is this is what uh, is projected is going to happen for housing as a result of the new uh, administration. Julie. Okay, so the first one reads like this: Trump's win quote will bring a property industry leader into the White House for the first time in American history. Without a doubt, a Trump presidency will be pro-property and pro-real estate said Peter Wetherill, chief executive of Wetherill and a leading London real estate broker. He said that he thinks Mr. Trump's presidency will greatly benefit the luxury real estate markets in the U.S. as well as internationally. I like how that sounds. That's good for all of our listeners. Excuse me. Shall I go into the next one? Of course. Just blaze through them, Julie. Okay. You got it. All right. So the next quote The Republicans have also said that they want to repeal or at the very least limit the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act. Trump's party also wants to get rid of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau or subject it to congressional appropriation. Republicans allege that that its regulatory harassment of local and regional banks, the source of most home mortgages and small business loans, advantages big banks and makes it harder for Americans to buy a home in their platform. Pardon me. And the next one. From Jonathan Smoke, chief economist at Realtor.com, pointed to Trump's business background as an indicator of what could be strong for the housing market. Jonathan so Smoke what could said, be store? I'll, I'll pick "What it could up, be in store?" You, Sorry, I can, I I can tell you need to have Sorry. a sip of your tea. No problem. You're all right. Yeah. Go ahead. You have a go to have your tea. Background is an indicator of what could be in store for the housing market. If you're rooting for the economy to improve, you would hope that his background as a business person, as a real estate developer, would pave the way for more growth, more development, and would be a net benefit for real estate, Smoke said. And Smoke, as you guys know, is a frequent visitor to this radio show. Great guy. And then the last quote I found was, Trump has also talked about rolling back government regulations. At a meeting of the National Association of Home Builders in August, Trump said that there is no industry other than probably the energy industry that is more overregulated than housing. So let's just see it for what it is. Trump, all of his kids, his main source of business is being a real estate broker and a real estate developer. He is, whether you like it or not, one of us. And one of us is in the White House. So 
if you have anything other than, as a real estate professional, a sense of profound optimism, if you have anything other than a sense of profound optimism about Trump being president and its effect on your real estate practice, then you need to probably do a little bit more homework and just you know realize the fact that, hey, guess what? The guy's de facto go-to mindset is going to be pro-housing. He probably can't even have a negative housing thought if he tried. <laughs> Yeah. You know? So so there it is. And I for I think for the first time probably in at least 20 or maybe even 30 years guys, the wind is at our back as far as an industry. And when I was saying you're in the right place at the right time, stop waiting, stop procrastinating. Realize that you probably for many of you this will be your last opportunity to really build a business and a life of your dreams. And I'm not overstating it. Right now, uh, for all the reasons that we've talked about, for all the reasons we've talked about on past shows, there is never – look, yes, I am talking about the fact that we will probably be going into a recession. I'm talking about the fact that you're probably going to see in some major markets some significant uh, home value depreciation. Those things are not in conflict at all with me telling you guys that you're in the right place at the right time. You just now need to get the right skills. You need to do the things that maybe you've never had to learn how to do because you've only sold real estate in a really great market. Or more importantly, you need to go back and you need to polish up on your skills if you muddled through it last time. Get ahead of the curve. Don't wait for you know your local paper a year from now or two years from now to tell you what you're hearing right now. Get ahead of it. Be one of the first movers in your marketplace, and you'll be stunned and amazed what happens. You know, it is interesting, Jules. I was challenging these guys to do their own local homework. You know, mm-hmm. find out what's actually happening in their own little markets. And uh, the emails I was responding back were mostly something along the lines of, "Oh shit, I had no idea you were right." Yeah, I would agree <laughs> right? with that. I have a collection of those myself. Yeah, well, I mean, talk about that a little bit, and let's get to our topic. Well, I I would say it's not just in the predictable markets from last time around, you know, the sand states, for example. It's really literally all over the country. I had a great email from uh, Andrea Cooper in Pennsylvania yesterday who absolutely has seen an uptick in BPOs. So if you're not personally doing BPOs so that you can speak from experience like Andrea – you, you need to talk to the agents in your office who are doing BPOs or start doing BPOs yourself so that you can keep your finger on that pulse. I heard from agents in Indiana, from uh, Atlanta, which is traditionally a, at least fairly strong market, quote, normal, non-coastal, non-resort areas, non-luxury markets, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, we call normal real estate, as well as the sand states. So absolutely that's happening. And the interesting thing is that it has some of the similar tendencies, and I think that, that agents are going to kind of naturally think it's going to be like last time around, but it also has some distinct differences, which, like yesterday, we are talking about 50% of the foreclosures come from VA and FHA currently, whereas last time it was all subprime crazy wackadoodle loans. So there will be some nuances to this, but I, I agree with you, Tim, at the top of the call you were talking about, yeah, people are going to bail on their mortgage if that's you know the financial difficulty or if the, um, in some markets it's just not hyper-appreciation anymore. It starts to flatten and then maybe stagnate a little bit. You know, we used to do short sales when people would just get relocated too quickly. They had a small down payment, and they had some prepayment penalties. It doesn't take that much. And I think this time around, it has become a more accepted lifestyle to ride that out until you get resolution. And so our agents and our listeners and our members' job, 
as I said yesterday, is to say, yes, it's my pleasure to help you with whatever your real estate needs are and to stop yourself from saying, oh, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't work with buyers. I don't work with short sales. I don't do BPOs. That costs you money having that mindset. So I'm going to continue to remind them that your job is to be able to help a multitude of people in a multitude of situations. That's called versatility. And the most versatile agents always make the most money. Well, it's not only, Julie, it not only costs some money, but let's be honest, it's real estate malpractice. If you walk into a seller's house, and and this is what, you know what, this is insidious. I think this is actually evil, okay? Told you we were taking the gloves off. You guys walk into a seller's house, and you haven't pre-qualified that seller, so you don't know what their set of challenges are. Because I promise you, in six months, there's not going to be a normal seller. They're all going to have differing challenges. So when you walk into their house, if you don't have essentially a solution to every problem that they could throw at you, you are not qualified to be in that seller's house. You shouldn't even be faking it. Don't even act like you know what the hell you're doing. Don't bother. You don't deserve the business. That's the truth. Do not muddle through essentially uh, you know, faking your way. This is not a time to make it, uh, fake it until you make it. Get your skills on. You owe it to your community. You owe it to your, you know, frankly, you owe it to our industry, well, if that even matters to most of you, which I'm sure it doesn't because you guys don't have much of a loyalty to the National Association of Realtors, I've noticed consistently, because you can't get around your thought you're paying $500 a year, and so that somehow crushes your budget. But the reality is, guys, a quick side note, if you actually were to take a little bit of time and look into what the National Association of Realtors has actually done, you would be a huge advocate of them. During the last housing downturn, we had – we worked with the National Association of Realtors getting the word out about short sales, and we had the guy that worked directly with the Treasury Department. Unfortunately, I don't remember his name right now, for the National Association of Realtors. This is a true story. This is going back almost 10 years. And he was in the room with the, with the Treasury Department when they were discussing essentially how agents in the real estate community will interact with banks during the short sale process. And this is really what the banks were trying to do. None of you will be surprised. The banks were trying to make it so that they could dictate to the real estate community, to brokers, what their commission was going to be. And you can imagine how low that was going to be. In other words, the banks were trying to get a law and regulations passed that essentially dealt us out of the game. Think about that. And had it been not for the National – yep. Had it not been for the National Association – well, nobody talks about it, though – It wasn't published anywhere. We were the only ones talking about it. But had it not been for NAR, had it not been for them being at that table representing us, trust me when I tell you that banks would have just continued to try to control and seize control away from the real estate industry. That is what exactly what has happened, and historically they've tried to do that many, many times. That's the reason there's so much regulation that keeps the banks out of actually out of our business because of lobbying on behalf of NAR. So listen, I'm not going to vamp any more about that. Um, bottom line, guys, guys, is yeah, I know it's November. Yeah, I know some of you just want to baste your turkeys and plan on hanging your Christmas lights, and that's all good stuff. You should be doing that. But do not kick your feet up. Do not go into complacency mode. You need to drill down. You need to actually get your business plan done. And the smartest among you are actually getting enrolled and involved in something that's going to, you know, frankly, further your learning and prepare you for next year. We have made it super easy for you to, guys to get a jump on the market. 
Consider becoming members of Premier Coaching. It is less than $100 a month. It includes everything we ever talk about, the free listening pack, the listening presentation, the scripts, BPO training, short sale training, REO training, every single thing you'd need for no matter what the price range of the houses you are selling and no matter what part of the country you're selling in. It's all there. And you use the student approval program, it's less than $100 a month. And, guys, this is a real-life coaching program. You get a private coaching call once per month. And then in addition to that, you also get two or three semi-private coaching calls, one of which is hosted by Julie per week. It's an incredible value. So do the right thing. Get ahead of the curve. And when you fill out the form that's on our you, – you can go to um, – you can go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and just schedule yourself uh, to speak with one of our uh, enrollment coaches, or you can just fill out the form right there on the website, name, email, phone number, and we will call you back. And just by completing the form, nothing else, you get those six free books. The book that matters most this time of year, really, is there's two of them that I'm going to give you for free, is um, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and The Real Estate Treasure Map. So, at the very least, you need to get those books and read them, and we're giving them to you for free. So, Julie, without any further delay, let's pick up yes. where we left off two days ago. All right, and I believe, and correct me if I'm on the wrong point, but I believe we are up to setting up your communication plan and that we had started with the first point about uh, using Mojo, right, and to, to not just use those for what they're known for, for sale by owners and expireds, but to put your database in there and use their dialer. So the next part is using happygrasshopper.com to regularly email your database. Now, I don't often say this, and I'm kind of uh, nervous to say this on a podcast, but this is one of those companies where, honestly, I can't believe how inexpensive they are for what they do. Seriously. I believe it's like uh, up to 500 people on your list every three weeks. They do all of the content for you. You completely automate it. It's one of those set it and forget it things. I think it's like their entry level deal is like 19 bucks a month or something. Something like, yeah. Yeah. We, we have no it's like business. nothing. We have no business. We have no business relationship with any of these companies we're referencing. Anytime we do have a business relationship, if they're sponsors of the show or whatever, we always tell you guys. The next one that we really like and are like great agents like Colette McDonald, number one REMAX agent in the Atlantic area, long, long, long time coaching client. She is kills it with BombBomb Video or BombBomb.com. So check out what they offer. It's basically taking email and it's putting it on steroids, but you can also, I believe with BombBomb, you can also chat using little videos. So, you know, you can literally, and this is Very what our smarter clients have. Right. Well, this is what I had one of our, uh, my uh, personal coaching clients did. He had a list of 50 of his top referring agents. I'm sorry, 50 of his top referring past clients. And what he did is he basically did a quick video of him dropping off a holiday gift, and, and he followed our suggestion as far as a wine ball. He just started doing this project, by the way. And then as he was standing outside of their front door, he did a bonbon video saying happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, as he was putting the bottle in a nice little bag on their front stoop and then emailing it to them. So you know, if, if they weren't home or if they were home, he was doing it both ways. Talk about an impact. Come on now. So you guys can be very creative with it. Oh, I'm not good on camera. Look, go to Google, do some searching. You can find lots of little hacks to make it so that even if you look like you know, Elmo, you still can come out looking great in a video. Okay, next one. Number four, use Facebook and other social media to supplement, but it's important that you understand, and I know there's a lot of really clever, crafty, uh, convincing information out there telling you that basically all your business can come from social. It can't. And by the way, social is just another way of saying the Internet. Anymore, most people's experience 
with the internet is comes down to one or two sites and prominently one of them is definitely Facebook. So I'll strongly suggest to all of you guys don't think Facebook is going to generate business for you. It can, it'll be expensive, but think in terms of Facebook as supplementing the off I'm sorry, yes, yeah, supplementing the offline communication you're doing it. Add to it like so for example, those bomb bomb videos I was just telling you about. Why not drop those bomb bomb videos that you did inside your Facebook page? That'll get a lot of reactions. That'll ha- you'll have some fun with that. So there's a just an open idea. Let your creative juices flow. Some of you guys aren't as busy as you were 90 days ago, so you can start exploiting some of these ideas. And when you get one that's good, don't overthink it. Just go and do it. Have some fun with it. Point number five, decide which events you'd like uh, like to commit to and perfect. Decide if these will be monthly, quarterly, et cetera. Julie, what do you mean by that? Well, so which events? We talk a lot in the next section <clears throat> Excuse me, about center of influence events, past client appreciation parties, all those types of things. They can be monthly, quarterly, yearly. We always recommend at least quarterly so that the idea is, and a lot of you guys are doing this right now. We're hearing about it, and it's being posted on our private Facebook page. Uh, For example, the pumpkin pie event. Some of you guys are promoting that. You're having everybody come to your office for a pumpkin pie party or pickup party. So that's the idea is you meet maximum people from your list on one event. Excuse me. So part of your job here is to decide which events you want to do, and we're going to present those. That's the rest of uh, not today's show, but probably tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday. Um, Decide and then commit to those. Remember, if you don't have a plan to do those events, you won't do them. You'll get busy. You'll get swamped. You won't feel like doing it. You'll have a snowstorm. You've got to decide which ones you're going to do. Commit to those events and then perfect them. And, Tim, that can even be things like you know, uh, buyer and seller seminars, but really we're focusing on past client center of influence events for most of our podcasts here. So does that make more sense? Hopefully. It does. But you know what? We can pick up on the, some of those ideas today, can't we? We have time. We have uh, sure. another four minutes. Let's go. So so yeah. now your mindset is thinking about, okay, I'm motivated. I'm excited. I'm going to fill out the real estate treasure map. I'm going to have a plan. But yeah, Tim and Julie are right. It's a little bit slow for me right now this time of year. And look, I want to spend some quality time with my family and sort of, you know, essentially rejuice myself, remotivate myself, get my, you know, get my mojo back. I get that. But do not stop working. Do not stop staying focused. Do not stop being, uh, having the mindset of contribution and being of service to others. Drill down on what you could be doing for your centers of influence and past clients like never before. This time of year is the best time of year to do it because other people have the same mindset. They want to be in a, a mindset of contribution. They want to be in the mindset of appreciation. They want to be in the you know, a slower work mode type mindset, and that's good. Exploit it. Take advantage of it. Let, invite them to uh, certain community events, and Julie's got some very specific ideas. Go for it. Yes. Okay. So, for example, <clears throat> excuse me again, sorry, uh, timely. A lot of you guys are doing the simple wine drop-off or pumpkin pie drop-off, what have you. We talk about this a lot in the premier class, Tim. So that can be a simple project, 20 to 30 people in your list. These are your top referring people, your recent past clients, even some leads that you're working with or prospects. And then you literally do your Popeyes. I love the idea of doing the bomb bomb on the doorstep. I think uh, the bomb bomb video on the doorstep. Um, I think that's. I'm, I totally. Uh, I'm using that in the class. So thank you for that. Whoever your past cl- your coaching client was that shared that. Um, and then for next month, toy drive, food drive that sort of thing. Set it up at your office or piggyback on one of your local uh, community centers or your police or your firemen are doing that kind of thing, but promote it. Talk about it on your Facebook page. Get some press in your local paper. Invite all of your past clients, your centers of influence to the toy drive, to the food drive, whatever you're doing that's charitable, that sort of thing. And we're going to go through 
I mean, I think we've got 12 to 15 of these types of things. Everything from that to an event with the Red Cross we've talked about before, getting the blood mobile well, there. Well, Julie, let's drill down. Let's drill down. Hard to do not, not just minutes, an, not just. An, I know, but not just an idea bazaar. Let's drill down. Let's, <clears throat> yeah. So you had the idea this morning of just doing some simple cookie drive or a cookie, a cookie exchange, exchange in your neighborhood. Okay. We can talk right. about that. That's, easy enough. That's easy. Yep. Most so of basically, you guys have, yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Well, most of you guys will have a neighborhood directory. Pick up the phone and call them. If you don't have a neighborhood directory, then you do a simple email exchange. That's it. Or you drop them letters. Or you knock on their doors. Or you and call them. You the get the word out. You know, area. If you guys all pick up your mail at the same place, there's lots of inexpensive ways to promote that. You can do it at your house. You could do it at if you're in a condo or an area with a community center. You could do it there, um, and. What I would strongly suggest is that if you're, the cookie exchange idea is great for a, a close-knit neighborhood because everybody pretty much knows each other, but whatever you do, tie it to a local charity. Um, when yep. Julie and I did stuff like this when we sold real estate, we did all kinds of events at our house. And this house we had in New Albany was big enough that we could do events there, and so we did. And we always had it attached to some kind of charity. This time of year, I would focus on anything that gives to the veterans – Especially with uh, Monday being Veterans Day, Friday, I would focus today is, on. I told you wrong. Oh, today. <laughs> okay, sorry. I would focus on um, you know basically uh, anything that has to do with the holiday, with being of contribution. People will love giving, uh, being able to be put in a position to easily be of contribution. That is the mindset this time of year. Being thankful. Uh, we did a, one year. We did. I forget what the event was. But we the, essentially the admission to the event, we didn't call it that way, but it was pretty overt, was we wanted you to bring can, uh, canned goods. And we donated those canned goods. We originally intended to uh, donate those canned goods to a local church. But from this event, we gathered too many, and they couldn't take them all. So we ended up donating either – I don't remember exactly – two local churches, or maybe we took them down to the – I don't remember where. So anyway, we, another thing you could do is Julie and I had another little idea – uh, we are big, you know, we, we love animals. We love, we, you know, so how about this? Julie had the idea of buy or sell with me and adopt a pet for free. You know, we, and, and that's, we would market that. That became part of our PLP, by the way, on our giving back section of our PLP. Students, you know what I'm talking about. So you could call the local Humane Society. You could say, I would like to do a, um, you know, a Humane Society, uh, some kind of charity event at my house. Um, and here, and they'll say, okay, well, let's bring some animals that might be a good fit for, um, you know, a, immediate adoption, and then invite everybody. Now, when you involve a charity like Humane Society or the American Red Cross, which we also are huge advocates of, anything that's organized like that, what you're going to do is not just, you know, contribute to them, but they are going to bring their army of volunteers to help, and that's what's really freaking awesome. When we did stuff for the American Red Cross, we always, you know. I'll tell you, it was stunning. They would actually sometimes go door-to-door. -door. They'd put out flyers. They would pick up the phone, and they would prospect into the local community of wherever we were doing this event. Which for was you, for, us for free. For, for you, for free. So that we would, you know, Julie, Julie's pumpkin idea that we did every October. So they would have, well, we're having this Tim and Julie Harris, you know, pumpkin fest or whatever the name was. I don't remember now. Do you remember yeah. the name? We had some good name for it. Pumpkin fest, yeah. 
Oh, was it pumpkin? <laughs> well, test? Okay. one of them was with the Red Cross. It was the bloody pumpkin drive or something like that. Was something oh God, kind of quirky. Yeah. But right, <laughs> yeah. but they but they would call into the community. They would you know it, it get people in. It was I, amazing. Those they types, did a killer job. Seriously, it was it, amazing. But how does that make you feel? Just thinking about listeners, just thinking about being in a position to contribute at that level. Every single one of you, whether you deny it or not are feeling a little bit motivated, aren't you? So do it, even if it's just on a micro level, even if it's just giving to your top 30 clients, like Julie said, even if it's just essentially doing something within your church, there's another thing you can do. Don't just sit on your ass and wait for the spring. Don't do it. Go out there and make a contribution. Do God's work. Do what all of us are intended to do at the highest level, which is be of service to other folks. Julie, anything else you'd like to say as we round the bend? Well, I am hearing a lot of um, very interesting things, mostly done through churches. One of our premier clients is doing a um, adopt a teen mother deal. <clears throat> Excuse me, and she's doing a whole bunch of presents, and her family is giving to their family, and that was to the church, I believe. Another one of our premier students was telling me yesterday about a gift wrap party she's doing at her office. So bring your presents. She's going to stock it up with lots of gift wrap and tags, and they're just going to have a gift wrapping party. She's going to have that catered and you know cookies, and just have a nice little fun event. So these things usually start out smaller, especially the first time you do it. And then you can blow it up as big as you want to. You know, our first pumpkin fest was in our front lawn, and I think we had maybe 200 pumpkins. And by the time we did the third or fourth one, it was at the elementary school. We had a lot more pumpkins. We had Starbucks was there. We had the Red Cross event there. You know, you don't have to go huge the first time out. That's kind of intimidating to try and get a big one done first. Just keep it small and manageable, but do something. And you guys won't believe how often you hear about that. Remember that the upshot of all of this, other than you know what Tim said, doing God's work, being of gratitude, showing your gratitude to your community, having nice give-back events. You know, From a business perspective, you're going to hear from this, and when somebody thinks about real estate, they're going to think about pumpkins and you. They're going to think about the fact that they heard through the church that you were sponsoring families that needed a Thanksgiving or a Christmas. That's, you know, it all ties back to the topic of our podcast this week, Tim. When somebody decides they have to sell their house, they your job is to be the one that they think of because they always go to who do I already know. Maybe they know you from a turkey dinner that you did, you know, and you happen to be talking about real estate. That's how a lot of things get listed. You guys don't realize how many properties get listed simply because there was one little connection there. So that's right. That's something to chew on. <laughs> yep. And so listen, Julie, let's round the bend. Listeners, be motivated, be excited, be happy. Know that you're in the right place at the right time. Now, look, guys, it is up to you to take the right actions. We have made it so simple for you to know what to do. Just get a copy of Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and Real Estate Treasure Map. Take actions on what we suggest in those book books. Real Estate Treasure Map could not be any easier. It is a fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. That's really what it is. You need it. <laughs> you know, yeah. you want to get it done. Don't, you know what, Julie, we have 160-some thousand regular listeners, and I know probably at least half of them are right now mm-hmm. listening, thinking to themselves, oh, Tim, very interesting today, but I'll get around to getting my business plan done in the spring. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be too damn late because you'll right. miss the opportunity 
Truthfully, you guys should have been drilling down about in October thinking about your spring listings. If you procrastinated now to basically the middle of November, you're almost waited too long. Do something about it. If we have, and I know we do, lots of new listeners, do not wait another second to get your essentially 2017 mindset and gear. Don't wait to the spring. That's the reason you guys have a tendency not to make any money in the spring, only make money in the summer, and, and essentially basically have feast and famine with your cash flow. You've got to work now. You've got to start fostering those relationships now. Hey, when you're giving out the pumpkins, when you're doing the charity events, when you're doing the Humane Society adoption idea that we gave you, Wear your name tag, maybe, just a thought. Let them know that you're a real estate agent, and look how easily and effortlessly the conversations happen about somebody that you know, they might know who's thinking about buying or selling. Don't be afraid to ask. A simple, innocuous way of asking simply by saying, hey, Julie, by the way, do you know of anyone that I should be helping buy or sell a home? Who's not going to like having that question asked of them? Everyone will. It's simple. It's a contribution. And it's perfect, it, perfectly in alignment with what your highest and truest purpose in real estate and in life should be, which is being of service to others. So, listeners, any feedback, any suggestions, any anything, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Please do your best to implement these ideas. If you want to give us some show suggestions, some topic ideas, some people we should interview, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. In the meantime, have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio manana, or you can listen to our replays and, and frankly, hear us all the time, anytime. Have a great day, guys. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.